Praise the Lord, and welcome to the Enduring Sound Doctrine Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Chris Roberts Sr., and like we always do, before we get started, let's spark this with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for yet another day. We thank you for yet another opportunity to learn of your word. Father, open the ears of our heart, O oh God, and all our getting, let us get an understanding. O oh God, let us understand your word on today, understand your plan for salvation, Father, and those that will, O oh God, that they give their life over to you. Father, this we pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I hope everybody's doing good out there. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be uploading more podcasts more frequently. And um, this one, uh, yet again, is kind of a recycled, not I wouldn't say recycled or reused maybe, but I want to play you some audio um, from our series once again called It Is Written. And this one is near and dear to my heart. Um, this is one that affects everybody. It's called God's Plan for Salvation. And um, in this day and age, you know, we want everybody to be saved. However, God has a plan. God has it written out in his word. On the day that the first church was formed, there were some things that they did and that Jesus instructed them to do. And they carried those out. And that is found in the book of Acts. Some call it the Acts of the Apostles. Some call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. But either way, you'll notice that apostles are acting out in the manner that Jesus told them. And the Holy Ghost is doing its work like God promised um, when he's when Jesus said, I will send back the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And so throughout scripture, you see those that want to be, quote unquote, saved. What must I do to be saved? This is what it means to be saved. Uh, you see apostles like Peter and Paul and John, Philip, uh, they go throughout all of Judea, throughout all of Jerusalem, throughout all of Israel, throughout all the world in the case of Paul and proclaim this gospel, the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and what that means to your life. And so uh, once again, I'm going to set this up. This is our series called It Is Written. Uh, it's about. 19 minutes long here there's a break because this is actually a two-part video and i'll have a link in the description of this podcast so you can watch the video if you like but if you're listening to this as a podcast this is the audio and i'll meet you in the break in the middle we're going to be reading from the book of romans and we'll start in the 10th chapter where it says and how shall they preach except they be sent and as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, as we talked about last week, when you read a verse, you want to get the full context. So you want to read a little bit before and a little bit behind. Now, to give a full context on the book of Romans, Paul is writing this to the church, which is in Rome. So he's writing to people that are already saved. He says who he's writing to typically in the first chapter of the epistle. And verse six says, among whom ye also the called of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints 
grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So here Paul explicitly states that he's writing to those that are saved, those that are called to be saints. Let's go back to a very familiar passage in the ninth verse of this 10th chapter of the book of Romans. And it reads, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so this is a very familiar passage that a lot of people quote as to saying that this is the only requirement for salvation. Well, first of all, Paul is already writing to those that are saved. We, we established that. So he doesn't need to tell them how to be saved. They're already saved. Uh, and then let's put this verse into context. Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So that was our key verse. So Paul breaks it down from believing to being sent, someone being sent to tell you who Jesus is. Let's go to the verse that Paul is referring to. And that's in the book of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 52 and verse 7, which incidentally is also the key verse for Shama Family Ministries. This is where we draw our purpose from. Um, the Hebrew word, as we know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the Hebrew word Shama comes from this verse right here, and we'll read it. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And so that word there for publisheth is actually Shema. It's the Hebrew word Shema. It means to make hear or to hear or to publish. And so Paul in the 10th chapter of Romans is actually quoting this verse. When it says good tidings, that talks about the gospel. And so you'll hear Paul, when I read the first part of chapter one, he talked about being sent, being apostle of the gospel. And even here, he says that, uh, yes, confession uh, leadeth unto salvation. Confession is not salvation in and of itself. So what he's getting to is that to believe, you need a preacher. To believe, you need to hear. And to hear, you need to hear what? Someone, a preacher. Uh, where is this in the text? First, let's go to Mark. And I'm going to start at verse 15. To give more context, this is after Jesus has died, he was buried, and he resurrected. He came back to his disciples and showed himself to them upwards of about 40 days. And here he gives what we call the Great Commission. In Mark 16, verse 15 and 16, it reads, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So even right there, we see two key words there, is to preach and the gospel. Paul said, how can they hear without a preacher? And we know that from the book of Isaiah and in Romans 10, 15, he's talking about preaching the gospel. 
And we'll get into what that word gospel means in just a minute. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So here Jesus himself is saying that one must believe and get baptized in order to be saved. And a lot of people harp on the second half of that scripture for whatever reason that he says, he that believeth not shall be damned. So it's more important that you believe, but that you can't eradicate or erase what Jesus just established, that one must believe and be baptized in order to be saved. He didn't say, accept me into your heart. He didn't say, confess me as Lord. He said, you must believe. You must believe that Jesus is the son of God. Yes. But you also must be baptized. And we'll go over some examples in the scripture where that takes place. All right. So that's the end of part one. Part two picks up starting in Romans chapter 10 and verse 15. Chapter 10, verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. When Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, he broke down what this word gospel means. And if we go 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that how, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the gospel, the gospel is two words. It means good news. And Isaiah, we read that he said good tidings or glad tidings. That's the word, same word for gospel. And that's why Paul says gospel when he quotes the scripture, when he quotes Isaiah in Romans chapter 10. So the gospel is the good news. The good news of what? Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again for you to bring you salvation. Let's see the gospel in action. In Acts chapter 10, verse 44, it says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. So let's back up a little bit. Peter is in the house of a centurion named Cornelius, which means he's a leader of an army of at least 100. And it, and it says his house is filled with all of his followers. So he has at least 100 followers, and those people probably have family that is with him. And so Peter understood the gospel story, the good news of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. And in verse 44, it says, while he yet spake these things, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. And then he commanded that they be baptized in Jesus name that same hour. All right. And he said, can any man forbid water? Back to Mark, when Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he was talking about baptism and water. He said something very similar to Nicodemus. In John 3 and 5, it says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born again. You must be born of water and the spirit. The spirit, of course, is the Holy Ghost. Later in that chapter, 
they go to a place called Enon to baptize because there was much water there. Baptism is a doctrinal piece of Christ. How can I say that? Well, let's go to the scripture. Hebrews 6 and 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to the perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms. And that's the first half of verse 2. And so what the Hebrew writer is saying is, we don't need to lay again the foundation of the doctrine of Christ, but here they are. And they follow closely to what Peter said on the day of Pentecost when he preached the first message to the first church. He said, repentance from dead works, faith towards God, and of the doctrine of baptisms, plural. We just read in John where Jesus said, except a man is born of water and spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the baptism in water in Jesus' name is a principle of the doctrine of Christ. Baptism in spirit, receiving of the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in tongues, as we just read in Acts chapter 10, is a doctrine, is a principle of Christ and is necessary to see God. Why the name? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You cannot be a Christian without having been baptized into Christ. You must have his name. So just to reiterate, the gospel is the good news of Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. He did these things so that you could repent, be baptized in his name, and receive his Holy Ghost. Let's stay in that same book of Romans and go back to chapter 6. Know ye not that it's so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, so are we should walk in the newness of life. When we go down in water in Jesus' name, we should rise to walk in the newness of life. There should be a change in our life. Peter says that if you repent and you are baptized in the name of Jesus, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is looking for you. The Holy Ghost will come. And how do you know you have the Holy Ghost when you get it? It will be evidenced by speaking in other tongues. We are those witnesses today. There are many of us, many of us that can testify to the saving power of this gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus's death, burial, and his resurrection. And this must be applied to your life by repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in tongues. This is scripture. This is scripturally based. This is God's plan for salvation. In Matthew 1, 21, it says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. In 1 Peter chapter 3, 3 verse 21, Peter writes, the like figure wherein to baptism doth now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You might be a good person, just like Cornelius was, and you might believe in all your heart 
that Jesus is Lord. But you can't be saved without being baptized in water in Jesus' name. Cornelius needed a preacher. He needed somebody that was sent. And God sent someone to him to preach the good news, the good news story of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And Cornelius and his entire household were saved. Nine times in our Bible, someone heard the word and they got baptized in Jesus' name and was filled with the Holy Ghost. They were saved. When Paul and Silas uh, went to the jailer's house, he said, I believe. But then it says that Paul baptized him and his entire family after they believed. When Philip and the eunuch were traveling, the eunuch said, here is water. What doth hinder me to be saved? And Philip said, if thou believest, thou might be baptized. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he baptized him. My friends and family, the Bible is clear on God's plan for salvation. We must apply the gospel of Jesus Christ to our life. He came to save us. And he wants us to walk in the newness of life by receiving his plan for salvation written in his word. All right. So that's the end of that um, special telecast. Again, I'll put a link in the description for this podcast so that you can see that. And I apologize for some of the audio issues there at the end of it. Um, <clears throat> but that kind of lays the foundation uh, for biblical salvation. All right. This was taken out of Romans 10, um, which among Christian circles today, you'll hear that the only requirement is that you have to believe. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Believe. All you have to do is believe. You know, uh, let's go to the word with it. Um, so in, in the eighth chapter of Acts, the F apostle Philip told eunuch, all you have to do is believe. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And guess what? He didn't stop there. He baptized him. Paul told the uh, soldier or the gatekeeper, um, you know, he asked, what must I do to be saved? He said, uh, just call upon the name of the Lord. And then what did he do? He baptized them. Now, if you're asking me, how do I know that they baptized in the name of Jesus? Well, that's simple. In the eighth chapter of Acts, in verse 16, Philip was baptizing in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right. So there's no reason to believe that he did not baptize the eunuch the same way he baptized the people in Samaria in that same chapter. Paul himself was baptized calling upon the name of the Lord. That's a quote. That's in Acts 22 when he's recounting his own salvation story. We know in Acts 19, he baptized uh, the, the, the fellows he met on his way to Corinth. He baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. So again, the Bible is abundantly clear on what is what baptism is. It's water submersion in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Um, is baptism a requirement? You most definitely it is. <laughs> you bet your uh, bottom dollar it is. You would bet your eternal life it is. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, as he's given the Great Commission. I want to read it for you just so I uh, get it right. 
Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So he that believeth and is baptized. So believing is not the only requirement. Believing is a requirement for salvation. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. If you don't believe in Jesus and his redemptive power that he did on the cross, then you shouldn't be baptized. And that's essentially what this verse is saying, because he said, he that believeth not shall be damned. Meaning that if you don't even believe that Jesus is who he said he is, then you shouldn't go down in his name and receive uh, his power of the Holy Ghost. You got to first believe that what Jesus did on the cross, he died for our sins, that we are our sin sick world. We were born uh, in sin, shaping in iniquity from birth. Therefore, we needed a savior to redeem us back to God, to put us in a state that God could deem us uh, worthy for eternal life. In order to do that, we need baptism in his name. I read in that clip, First uh, Peter 3, and now it said, Peter says, now doth baptism doth now save us. It's saving me even now. I got baptized when I was six. I'm 43. That was 37 years ago. All right. So that baptism where I got baptized, calling upon the name of the Lord, having the name Jesus called over me uh, is saving me even now. Till whenever Jesus comes back, or he calls for his people, he cracks the sky. That's what this is. That's what being saved means. We're saved from the penalty of eternal damnation. We are saved from sin being our penalty, being our death sentence. Sin is no longer a death sentence for you if you have been washed, uh, been baptized, been have your sins washed away, calling upon the name of the Lord. So, again, this is a common theme on this podcast where we talk about doctrine. This is doctrine. One of the things that I like about um, that 10th chapter of Romans uh, that people like to quote so much, but they never keep reading. Um, in verse 16, I read 15 in the clip. It says, but they have not obeyed the gospel for Esaias saith, Lord, who hath believed our report. He's quoting there Isaiah the prophet Isaiah chapter 53 and verse one. And that Hebrew word for report is the Hebrew word Shemua. And I've talked on here at length about um, the Hebrew letters and how they are originally pictures. And if you put together the pictures of the Hebrew word Shemua, Shem, Shen, Mem, Va, Ayin, He, it's what comes from an experience joined with the name. What comes from an experience joined, that's report, or uh, that same word, Shemua, is used for doctrine in Deuteronomy. All right? So this doctrine, this report, he says, who, for Isaiah saith, who shall believe our report? This report, we want people to have an experience with the name. You got to have that name in salvation. I read this verse a lot 
as well on here and I'll read it again uh, Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 you call yourself a Christian and to me that it's almost a throwaway term at this point but for as many of you have been baptized in the Christ have put on Christ you got to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if you want to be considered a Christian I mean I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know uh, but uh, family and friends I, I hope those of you that have this salvation are encouraged those of you uh, that this is new information for uh, I want you to contact me please so we can discuss this further if if by uh, any means you don't yet have the understanding again and all thy getting get an understanding all right family we love you thank you for tuning in father god it's in the name of jesus lord god we just thank you lord god for this word that we've heard we ask that you hide it in our heart lord god let it fall on good ground oh god and bring forth good fruit father we're praying these many blessings and more in the name of jesus in jesus name amen see you on the next time around on Enduring Sound Doctrine Podcast. Thank you and God bless.